And hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. For today's podcast episode, we're going to be doing our review of uh, Fast and the Furious 6. And like I said, this is the sixth installment of the Fast and the Furious franchise. This movie had a budget of $160 to $260 million, and it winded up making $788.7 million at the box office. But before we get into specifics as to certain scenes that we like, the plot details and stuff like that. There is something that we wanted to mention about as far as the post credit scene for this film. We are actually going according to the actual um, timeline itself. Timeline. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to let Charlie go on ahead and give his thoughts, and then I'll go on ahead and give mine. Okay, so um, if anybody's seen Fast and Furious 6, we of course know the post credit sequence, it takes place during Tokyo Drift. It's in Tokyo. It involves Han, and it involves that infamous crash. Um, we're not going to get into that for this review. Um, we will we will bring that post credit scene up in terms of the confusing timelines. <laughs> to quote Deadpool there, these timelines are just too confusing. But anyway, we'll be bringing it up during our Tokyo Drift review because it kind of it goes in order in terms of this. So, um, but there is, as John is going to mention, there was a huge pop for this. And honestly, once I read what this was going to happen, I just, I lost my shit because it involves one of my favorite, uh, martial action actors, um, being in, being implemented into the franchise. And I was just like, I was, I, I was in hundred percent on this guy. So whoever that is, if you've seen the movie, you know, you know who this guy is, but for others, We'll bring that up in our Tokyo Drift review, which I don't know when we'll do it, but the rest assured, we're not forgetting about the post credit scene. We're just doing it in terms of the timeline to make sure nothing gets confusing. Right. And I think we're going to try and shoot for next week sometime for our Tokyo Drift. I uh, just have to figure out certain places to move certain things and stuff like that. But as far as it goes, we could probably do it on Monday or something like that. That's just us speculating. But, you know, Here's the thing. I remember going into Fast 6, right? And then all of a sudden that post credit scene comes up. The crowd is just going nuts because of the fact all of a sudden now Dominic Toretto has to face somebody that is a martial artist rather than someone that has a really um, huge build yeah. to them. Because that's what he's been dealing with. He dealt with The Rock. This other guy that we, ha that we have in Furious 6 though too where basically they're in the same weight class with this one mm -hmm. he's dealing with someone that's outside his weight class and also too he's built on muscle not on martial arts so you're yeah. dealing with a total different beast kind of uh, oh, yeah. and stuff like that yeah. when you look at the two um i remember like because uh, i knew of the scene before i saw fast and furious six but uh one of my co one of my co-workers at the theater i worked at he was telling me dude he was he was telling me about the post credit sequence. I was like, oh yeah, I already know. I'm ready to watch it um, because the the scene is like we. If you thought Fast Five's post credit scene changed the game, this one it definitely made everything cohesive. It was kind of like they pulled a Witcher, a lot of stuff in the past mixed in with some present, with some future, and how it all like fit in to the, the to the storyline. And boy, did this one did for a movie I didn't think had any relation to the other movies. This credit scene tied everything together. Tied everything together. Too. And they did it perfectly. Right. Exactly. So with that being said, we gave you our little bit of a prelude of what we're going to be dealing with in Furious 7. 
right after we do our Tokyo Drift review. So now yeah. we're going to dive right up into the movie. So basically, this actually starts off differently than any of the other Fast and the Furious movies. This actually starts off with a chase between, well, not a chase, but a race between Dominic and also to Brian. And we don't know why they're racing or whatever. I definitely love this because it has that uh, Need for Speed kind of vibe that we used to play yeah. in, play on for PlayStation and stuff like that because of the different countries that we can race in. And that's what it felt like to me. It felt like yeah. a Need for Speed race. And then yeah. finally, you wind up finding out what they're racing for. And matter of fact, it's Mia who just gave birth to Brian's son. Who's about and, to. Yeah. yeah about and to Brian give made birth. it just in time. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And they made it just in the skin of their teeth and yeah. everything so that Brian can go ahead and cut that umbilical cord. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I he doesn't mean, cut he doesn't cut the umbilical cord, but no. he, you know. No. <laughs> I mean, I love the opening. I thought like it's like it kind of picks up right when Fast Five left off. It was kind of like that from like, Brazil, that, yeah. That, the, the animation of the race between Brian and Dom. So the two of them were kind of racing, but yet Brian wins the race this time. But I think I don't know if Dom let him off on purpose, but um, but yeah, I just love that. Like it starts off with that, and then the the, the musical score or the score for this for this movie is just top notch. It's like very like it knows how to do very intense ones, especially in the big sequences, because it makes you feel like you're in there with them with the tensity, cars can flip. Like I mean, it's it starts off that, and then it leads into I think probably the best in the best intro. Oh, I always right. And here's the thing. It feels more like a TV show kind of in a mm -hmm. sense because of the introduction part. Yeah. But I've always loved that song and everything. And it sucks that it's only available on iTunes where you have to buy the whole album. But I love that song. I love the different scenes so that we saw throughout all the other Fast and the Furious movies and stuff like that. It gives you the tone for what we're in store for for the yeah. Furious 6. And also, too, it's also about restoring Letty's memory, though, too. And we actually see a lot of that dynamic play out yeah. in those scenes with Dominic and Letty. Yeah. Just giving us the context of what this film is about. I also loved it because it's, it's kind of like a... Uh kind of like a, a prelude because it's like it's kind of yep. like a preview like it's showing you like a recap that's it yep. a recap because we've had six movies we've had many different directors and yet justin wins the only one that's actually been there for like most of the franchise and to have a prelude and show everything that's happened up to that point to get you okay now you're caught up and to do that and you have like shows you scenes from from some of those uh those like extra like extended like and preludes like how's dom in the dominican republic the dr oh this one shows you how he meets up with han how he sees letty again it's all in this one inch uh, recap i think it's perfect because it sets up six we're in six movies so there's a lot to forget and a lot like what are like how they all these characters meet up so if you haven't seen a fast and furious movie you can probably pick up this one and be instantly caught up i'm like okay I need. To, uh, I got what I need to know, and that's true. I didn't I mean, think about it, it like I that. Thought it was a, I thought, it, yeah, it was a great prelude and recap, and then boom, and, and then and then like right after it, destruction, like easily, right. like you're right into it. And pretty much, this is actually picking up with Hobbs after that, and basically, what winds up happening is, uh, this microchip winds up getting stolen from the from them and also two is dealing with Russians in this movie. And so anyways, now it's up to Hobbs to try and put together this team again, to try and figure yeah. out how to actually 
stop this other team from uh, from stealing this ship and yeah. getting the ship back, actually. And I mean, right, oh, yeah, sorry. No, 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 it's okay. And then uh, another thing, though, too, is he goes over to Toretto's house after everything's said and done. And he goes, I have a job for you. He goes, I'm done with that. I'm retired. He goes, no, I think you want to take a look at this. Yeah. And he opens up the same file that we saw from Furious mm -hmm. uh, 5. And so I was a B, he sees Letty's picture. And at first, Dominic is kind of like taken back a little bit. He goes, well, I thought she died. And so pretty much that's when Hobbs winds up giving him some time to process everything and leaves him alone. And so he takes it over to Brian to see what he thinks. And mm -hmm. Brian goes, I used to do the same tactic tactic and everything as a police officer as an fbi agent yeah this thing could be fake for all we know mm. this could be just a, a ploy to actually get us out yeah. so we can get arrested but if it's to clear our name because that's also another thing though that hobbs was talking about too was this is to clear your names mm -hmm. and then also too i like how brian said this just doesn't feel like home yeah this, there's just something that's missing i yeah. definitely love that uh love that part um, I want to go back before he gets to Dom's area, where he, when they um, think they after like one of the they cap one of the guys gets captured from Shaw's team, and like first he meets up with uh, Gina Corona's uh, Riley Hicks, yep. Yep. um, and him being the kind of guy the Rock is, so, and then he's like talking about there's always, and then he's like, and you see the car like hanging by the like in the building, and he's like, damn, um, but they captured one of them. So and then uh, and then like and then of course you hear Hobbs like there's only one team that could do this and then then it goes and then it zooms in on the bald head of the guy that they captured and yep. everybody's thinking it's Dom it's not it's just some some random guy and the Rock is like the guy's like I ain't telling you shit and the Rock's like I was I was Hobbs was like I'm glad you I was actually hoping you would say this so he's being the crap out of him in the Interpol office right and then in the background you see is that legal no. But are you going to go in there and tell him that? And then he just beats the crap out of him. And he goes, I had a little therapy session with him. And then, um, but. A poor interrogation room went through some hell. I'll tell you yeah. that. Um, but, and then, then he shows up at Dom's area and he's at Dom's with Elena. And Dom's there working on his truck. He's like, told you it wouldn't be hard to find you, Toretto. He goes, I wasn't hiding. Um, and then he's like, um, you know what I like about this place? No extradition. And then um, Elena comes out like, no, no, no question. Pulls out a gun. He's like. You're, and you're not going to need that. Like the rock instantly knew she was there. Um, he's like, no, actually um, I need, I'm asking him for some, like some help. In fact, I'm, I'm telling him about a job. In fact, I think he's going to, he's going to beg me. And that's what Dom's like, looks at him. And he like, looks at it. And then that's what Elena was the one that kind of talked him into doing it. Cause if it was any chance, it was my husband, I'd take it. So, and then Toretto goes out, all right, it's gotta be me. Um, and that's when you hear the rock, like kind of like feel it kind of like feel like kind of like, desperate he goes um the last the last stop i want to be as in front of your door uh, in front of your door sound uh, uh goddamn uh girl scout cookies i need your help um i need your team and that's what leads to the other where the t other team members are you see roman of course with a bunch of women in an airplane and then you see tej and wherever he's at and of course you see han and giselle um I, I just gotta say, Gal Gadot is great in this movie. She is pinpoint accurate and deadly with a weapon. I mean, she's she's a badass in these in these movies. I I, I like her so much in these movies than I do as her as Wonder Woman. Um, it's it's not on her because she's doing everything she can. It's on the direction, but I mean that's the that's the good thing about the the cool thing about these movies 
is Justin Lin so far has gotten like great, like like uh, created great female characters that can not only hold their own, but they're just badasses. Like Giselle is one of them, and she's just pinpoint like deadly with a gun. As soon as she's you got her, she's got you in your sights, you're dead, pretty much. Um, but and then you see, and then of course, um, and that's when Dom calls up everybody, and then Tej is making it rain with money. He's like, Oh yeah, it's gonna make it rain from the site. Hey man, you're with yep. money, like you kind of changed you. And then then and then and then you see Giselle and Han like as the police show up, and you see Giselle like have one gun and then she she steals the other gun from Han and like she's like dual pistol it. I mean that that sequence like just shows you her her character is and like she's ready to go out shooting and then then it leads to going with Brian and Brian's with um with little Jack and he's like right. oh yeah he's touching import models and then right. of course Tom shows up with the other car. Oh um I got you something, Jack. What is Brian trying to get you into imports already? <laughs> he's like, and then um, he's, he's always like, been Pareto. Right. And, That's when he's, and then Mia comes out. She goes, he has plenty of time to make up his own mind. I think he already made his choice. Uh, to <laughs> <laughs> um, and and yeah. then uh, they decide that they're going to go on ahead and do it. And of course, and then, you know, Roman, I love his airplane though, because then all of a sudden he has to turn back around and go, sorry, ladies, I got to turn around. Yeah, I got and some buffet. I got some vouchers. There's some buffet. buffet. <laughs> um, um, and then and then it says it's Roman bitches. It says that's on his plane. Um, but it's just, I it just, I mean, and it's also to Mia's not in this movie long, but she still has that presence. Like she was the one who's like, hey, like we like like because both Dom and like Brian's like, I'm going with you. Like we, you said you gave this up. Yeah, we both did. And Mia's like, Brian's right. Like. You, you, you like um like, like you two are stronger together you always were like and, and she says i always feel like safer knowing that you two got each other's backs and he goes go bring go get letty bring her home then it has this beautiful shot of london where and you see dom looking out the window i mean it's the visuals on my in the 4k that's the first time i watched it in the 4k it's it it's it's great picture and, and it's, it's really just nice. as good in uh blu-ray though to be honest with yeah. you in a 4k format on tv as well yeah and i just want to say this the shots of london is just shot beautifully in this it actually feels like they it's like a love story kind of to london though in a sense if you haven't been to london you want to go to london basically because of the surroundings and stuff like that, that they were in Mm-hmm. And, and stuff like that. So that's something that I really did appreciate from this. It makes you want to go sightseeing in London. Um, another thing, too, is then they go into their hideout part where Dom and Roman and Tej and everybody else is over there. And then I like how Roman is trying to do the snacks and everything. Well, he's trying to get money. He's like trying, <laughs> yeah, he's to, trying to get snacks. And he's asking people for money. That's how you stay rich. <laughs> yeah, ask about the people for money. That's pretty much say. And he and even the Rock is pretty pissed off. Like you know, the Rock wasn't. And uh, he goes, um, it's like, wait, who's paying for this? What are we working for the Hulk now? And he goes, why do I smell baby oil? And then all of a sudden, the Rock's like, hey, you keep talking, you're you're gonna be smelling an ass kicking or whatever. It's just like, and it's just he's instantly like no bullshit like and then when when he's trying to describe the situation, Roman's being annoying. The Rock just pulls out his mat, his different gun, and just shoots it on the house. And he just, just, just tell him to shut up. And he's like, and, the, and Roman's really scared. Because <laughs> like, we're working for the Hulk now. And then, but. Right. And, and then that, he goes, it's when, free now. It's free. So he takes that like a, yeah, it's on the house. Yeah. I mean, and then that's when he's just, he's just stealing all the other 
the Phantom, like, and then, but it's like the weapons, like it, it definitely improvement over as what Tesh said. Man, that's definitely over improvement over that shithole in uh, Rio. Um, right. But and that's when they give him the ultimatum. All right, this is Shaw. Like and with that, and like, and then Brian's like, if you if you want, and like, and also if you do this, you get to make your family whole. And they show him Letty, and he's like, Brian's like, if you want to make this family whole, full pardons all the way around. And Dom's like, take it or leave it. <laughs> And so they wind up making that deal. And then after that, we wind up getting the fact that Shaw's hideout is actually found, but this is uh, revealed to be a trap as well, you know? I mean, you kind of knew. Shaw's not an idiot because obviously, hence, he's always got, he's always one step ahead of you. And the only the only way you get close to Shaw is, is, is if he wants you to like that. That's how like this is definitely a lot improvement in a villain over um, the last um, couple of months. The One last couple of Fast and Furious. Yeah, it was a because he had help on the inside, but B he was a former soldier, so he knows everywhere you're going to come for him. So he's kind of like a Brian in a sense, but just more deadly. He he knew deep down that guy got caught and. Like even when he like like you said, if you make a mistake, you pay for it with your life. And that's what this guy did. He made a mistake. He talked, and now he pays with his life. As he's like saying, "Well, yeah, that's that that was the part of the eulogy." He says after Ivory died, which we'll get to. Well, Ivory made a mistake. He paid with his life. So I mean, it proves you how serious these guys are, and they're um, and his team is. Definitely no joke. I mean, it's it's the this is probably the most evenly matched team that Dom's had te- Dom's team had to face. These guys are no joke. I mean, you got Sub Zero as one of the members of the team, the Asian guy. So right. if, if you haven't seen Mortal Kombat, he's Sub Zero. But that Joe Talisman in this movie, he's he he's minor, but in the in the scenes he's in, he makes up for it. Like I mean, he. He beat the crap out of not only the guards, he beat the crap out of Roman and Han. Like, I mean, that was... He gave them a run for them for his money and everything, and we're going to talk about him in a, few, uh, a little bit, though, too, especially when we have that whole entire speed chase on the uh, air, airfield, though, too. We're going to talk oh, about what, that like, on the on the air, on the the air runway. Oh, what, like Joe Talisman's character? Yeah, we're going to talk like, about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's about but, it. Like, I mean, yeah. he's, a, he's definitely... Seems no joke, and... Um, so of course the guy is going to get, it's a trap. I mean, even Dom's teams kind of saw it because while that's happening at Interpol at another location, the fir- the part is being stolen. So that's why Brian, um, Brian, Giselle, Han and Roman and Tej, they all go that. And like, and, the, and then Brian's like, Dom, what are you going to do? I'm staying here. Shaw leads like him. Shaw leads to Letty. Um, so um, and then that, like that, uh, then it leads to this, the two different sequences. And man, those cars, those flip cars, those that was were, that, that was those were sick. Let's just talk about this for a minute. I definitely love the stunts when it came down to that whole entire speed thing and everything. They got rid of. Um, it actually felt more realistic with this than they did in some of the other ones that we had. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, especially whenever they press the NOS button, oh, we don't yeah. have not green screen stuff like we normally do or anything like yeah. that. It actually feels realistic, which is something yeah, I, mean, I really do appreciate. And then also, too, as they're driving and stuff like that, too, you're dealing with some other technology, basically, what winds up happening. I remember when Roman says this. He goes, is that hockey pucks? Is that a hockey and was, puck? <laughs> and um, it was magnets to actually dis- yeah, discharge shit. the car. Yeah. 
Um, but I mean, I've said this before. As these movies progressed, I think the 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 the, the driving effects have gone like Fast Five's eff- driving effects and the stunts. That was that was incredible. Like that the whole heist sequence alone is worth the price of admission for Fast Five. This one, we're getting right into this car chase, and it's intense. Like you definitely feel like feel like you're rooting, like you're like you don't know how this is gonna go because it's the first interaction with them. Um, but those flip cars. That that the car that both um the uh as Roman called it the blonde Brian the female version of Brian the yep. blonde chick I hated her and I was glad um I'm glad I mean because she had that look at Brian and like you knew either she he was gonna get her back or Mia was gonna get her and because you just knew that was gonna happen and it's like she's gonna die and it's gonna be great and <laughs> it was but. Those flip cars, that whole sequence was just great. And then while they get to the Interpol, you see Giselle is like, they're, they're getting gunned down. And you see Han saving her. But being how we saw it in the movie, it was pl- foreshadowing the whole movie. She survived countless times. Han saved her countless times. Mm-hmm. It's only a matter of time because, A, once you see this, like, like once, once fast, like, once the fourth one happened, like, wait, Han's still alive or in Fast Five. Han and Giselle. Giselle never was in Tokyo Drift, so everybody that saw Tokyo Drift, I didn't, but I know what happens I in did. it. I so it. you kind of knew Giselle wasn't there. She kind of had a feeling all along she was going to die. And I think that's the mo- one of the most concrete deaths in this. I think she's gone and she's not coming back because there's no way they could have planted that. Her jumping high in the air while their cars are up, while she jumps backwards in the darkness. Sure, you don't see a body, but I think gonna, that was pretty safe to assume she's not making, but we'll get into that. But Right, anyway. because I have a little speculation on that, though, too, because there's, at first, it took me a while. Here's the thing. It's been a long time since I saw Fast 6, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. And I knew the events that happened with her character and stuff like that, but there's something I want to ask you, because it also revolves with Shaw's character being in a coma in the seventh film and i want to go on ahead and talk about that in a few minutes yeah stuff um, like that too but yeah so anyway she's going to try to take out the uh um the, the this pale like like this pale cream cheese looking du- dude or whatever that's on his team like the guy with the sniper the one that's kind of like all show but doesn't do anything how he you knew it was coming down between her and him the whole movie in a sense or whatever I don't know. It's just he looked funny, and I just I was trying to find out something clever to call him, but I can't. I, I, I it, it hasn't come to me yet. I, he's just very pale. He looked like cream cheese. I don't know. Like it just <laughs> I don't know. I can't think of anything funny. But anyway, he had the sniper, and then Han saved Giselle. So first time, okay, not really thinking of it. She's probably gonna get him back and all that stuff, and then but. Okay, and then moving on. So then, then they have the driving sequence because they see Han and Giselle weren't driving. The only people that were driving to chase after these guys were Brian, uh, Tej, and Roman. And once that once they follow him, you see the guys are like, "Oh, let's get the chips." These guys are still following us. And then Tej goes, and then Roman goes, and he's screaming, and they crash through another building. It looked like another bank, which is fitting. Yep. Um, and then Brian, like Brian, is the smart well, one of the smarter ones of the driving he knew about it so he instantly got the chip off because brian's like i ain't going out like that 
Um, and then he continues chasing after him. That's when yeah, he the way up. he gets the ship off the that thing off of it though is pretty smooth. He winds yeah. up taking the car and he winds up like going brushing, brushing it off this little concrete wall like it's like some gum underneath your shoe, pretty much. Yeah, and it gets knocked off, and then he's and, just going after them. Yeah, and, he's, was, and he goes, "Hey Dom, where are you at? I'm right behind you." So that's when they and then you see Dom's chasing after them, and then. And then Brian, like, and then Hobbs and Riley are in the back too. And like, Dom, Toretto, you better make that left turn. And then, or like, or like the whole part where Dom and the Raw and the Hobbs were chasing after Shaw, and Shaw is making police cars flip. Like, I mean, it, it, it that, that this was some cool looking stunts, and 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 it definitely like it didn't like the quality did not drop after Fast Five. It has picked up the intensity, mm-hmm. like. And ha- and then Hobbs is Luke crashing. Evans is great in this film, though. Luke Evans is fantastic. Yeah, in this oh yeah, film. Luke Evans is great in this. And like, that car that he had w- looked like something straight up from Mad Max Fury Road kind yeah, of. Yeah, that thing. flipped back. And then the girl had one too. Like, come on, right. let's go. Um, but anyway, and then you, and you see the Hobbs is like, sorry, uh, sorry boys. <laughs> After he's crashing for him, he's like, sorry boys. Um, and then Brian's cr- like, and then so. Toretto, of course, makes the left turn because come on, telling Toretto not to like it's like you better make that. You knew Toretto was gonna make that. He's he's a veteran driver, he knows what he's doing. So of course he makes the left turn and then Brian's like crashing into the truck. Like he just knew after the second one, the blonde, the blonde chick is gonna like make him flip. And then she has that kind of smirk at him. I'm like, uh, Brian's getting you, and then so um and of course, then then that that's when he leads the continue the chase between Hobbs and Shaw, like Hobbs versus uh, Shaw, um, not Jason Statham, <laughs> and isn't Hobbs and Shaw, but Luke Evans is one. Um, and then and then you see a a a a, a Dodge um, a, a Dodge um, Charger hit uh, hit Dom and Dom's like Letty, and that's when the music just intensifies. As soon as yep. that she shows up, you don't see her face yet, but the music intensifies, but um, and of course, you can tell, rock, right? Yeah. You don't need to actually see her, but just her driving you style alone—he knows. Like he's been through. He's he grew up with this girl. He knows her inside and out better than she knows yeah. herself. And matter of fact, he calls her out on that later on in the movie, though. Too. Yeah. I also want to go up to the other thing, though. Too is remember whenever uh, they're all looking at each other's photos, stuff like that, with the files yeah. later on. I, yeah. Here's the thing. I like that scene because we get the scene of the good guys looking at those files. Yeah. And then you also have another scene after that where you have the villains looking at their profiles. Yeah. And everything. Um, so I thought that was really cool on how they foreshadowed yeah. that into it. That's one of the yeah. scenes that I thought that was really cool. Yeah. That they um, did. I, I, I still like the rest of, yeah, I still like the rest of the chase, especially the rock right. is like the rock is like jumping out of his car onto the other car. Like he, and then he got. Of course, he gets brushed off, and then the Rock just pulls out his Magnum. Like no, like Hobbs is like the best character that in the Troll franchise. Like one of the best characters they introduce. He is such a badass, um, and it's just like even in his small role in Fury Seven, which we'll get into, he was still a badass. Just ripping off the cast. He's like, Daddy's got to go to work. Like it's just. <laughs> This the this this how nonchalant he is, and that, that, that's why I just think it's perfect that they got the Rock to join this franchise because it it definitely helped and, and it helped the characters, and it just helped the intensity and some of the action sequences because the Rock's legit. Like I mean, it just it, this is this his character Hobbs, and of course, um, Dom hits Letty's car. Dom gets out, yells Letty. Letty shoots him. 
like nonchalant, like point blank, like, um, and 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 that just took Dom about, like, just brushed him aback. But yeah, um, and then then, then, then we, yeah, yeah, yeah so. and then we get into their back over to their hideout and everything, and that's when Hobbs winds up telling him, "Hey, look, there's something more dangerous out there than just Shaw. There's something that they've been trying to steal." Yeah. and everything, and it happens to be this microchip that could actually cause pretty much havoc on the rest of the oh, world. Yeah. And so that's when Dom's crew up, winds up deciding to go ahead and try and prevent them from stealing that microchip. Yeah. Uh, basically, it shuts down all power intended to sell to the yeah. highest bidder. Yeah. And that's that's what the microchip does. Yeah. Uh, then Sean's, invest Sean's investigation into the opposing crew. That's what I was telling you about too, about the yeah. crew when he starts investigating them yeah, yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. Um, and I liked how the comedic part of it with Tyrese with um, yeah Roman. I definitely like that part where he goes, "Hey Brian, this is, when did you get this photo shoot done? This looks good. This Tedge, uh, this is actually looks like Tedge, but he has a beanie on." Yeah. Like, hey, Bri hey, Brian, we always knew you were the prettiest blonde, and you see, and you see Brian just flip him off. But um, it just makes more sense now because now you think now, now since you've seen this before, you're always wondering how the heck did Shaw's crew get those whole profiles of all those people? It's because he had the person on the inside was able to give him those files because the only like because like, those files are like or the ones that Hobbs had with uh, diplomatic security services, the DSS. So you kind of, so it makes more sense now. Like, uh, cause I was like, I just, I just, when I watched the last night, I was like, that makes sense. I was always like, cause I didn't pick up on, they had these, it, these very vivid profiles of them because we're Riley Hicks. She was top of her class. She has, she has government influences. She's a government agent. Of course she has access to these files. So it makes more sense now because she was also the she was the one that uh, was the girlfriend for um Shaw uh, for uh for oh, yeah for Shaw anyway. So you're I'm always wondering I was always wondering how the heck did they get those files? Because the first time you're watching it, you just figure okay they got it. Now like the more you watch it, the more it makes sense that they had these files because they had a government agent on the inside. So that because like these profiles were vivid, like these were profiles from. Like these are prison, either uh, uh, criminal files, whatever, or just government info, because they they because you know like Shaw would not have gotten an image of Letty with Dom in in his file unless it was government issued. And what's in that file, of course, it shows the crew of Dom and everything there yeah. too. But also too, it makes Shaw question Letty now because of the fact that there's a picture of Letty and Dominic together, yeah. and and makes him not trust her. And then even the crew is also questioning her though too with her own motives. Is she working for Dom? What's yeah. going on? And then, then I love that up... line. I love the line where um where the big tough guy is like, "Hey guys, she was with the enemy." And then Letty is like, "He doesn't know." She's just like as what um what Braga says. That's one tough bitch. Like, I mean, Letty mm -hmm. is this Letty's no joke. And I'm pretty sure she would have made him the team. I'm not saying the other word, but she would have beat his butt. She would have kicked his ass easily. The tall right. guy, because the 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 taller they are, the easier right. they fall. Because all yeah. Letty's Letty will take him out. Because I think right. she would do it. And 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 that I, I just love that line. It just shows you her character is 
He doesn't take shit from anybody. Exactly. And you know what, though? That Russian dude kind of reminds me of Vince in a way where Vince knew that uh, Brian was a cop. Yeah. Where he's reading all the emotions. And this is exactly what I feel like with the Russian dude. I feel yeah. like with the Russian dude and everything, he's reading her the same way that Vince read uh, Brian. And she yeah. goes, he goes, look, I don't know who this guy is. I don't know. I don't have any recognition of what's happening or anything like that. I have no idea what's going on. And then Shaw winds up believing in her, believes her and everything right now. And yeah. right now he doesn't have any doubts in his head and everything at that point, because she actually proved the fact that she's telling the yeah. truth. Yeah. And so he, he leaves her alone. Yeah. Um, and then after that, we wind up seeing the fact that, you know, we wind up seeing, uh, once again, this the difference between Dom's crew and also too uh, yeah. with Shaw's crew, yeah, and everything. Um, and this is also too. I think wasn't this when we find out that uh, there was actually somebody else that was connected into this later as well? on. This okay. is before, like, so after they're after they seen like they're doing the like Romans doing the profile images, and like, oh, you're always the prettiest blonde. Oh, of course, this guy he's handsome. Of course, he's me. Um, uh, like Hobbs, like God damn, it's such a mess out there. Um, and and he's like, all right. So then, then they're letting uh, uh, Toretto's crew like name like, nameplate like what just going over the details. And John's like, all right, you met him. That this how knowledgeable this team is. And then you see, and then and then you see this the this the facial reactions of like of Hit Riley and Hobbs and Hobbs is like kind of like shaking like, yep, I got the right crew because. Yeah, and then just how factual these guys were. It's like okay, um, so that's so that's when they break up. They they have um, uh, Giselle, Han, Roman, um, like the three of them are going to find out um, the type of car to find out who the dealer is because there's not there's it'd be very small dealers in London because these are illegal mods. And then of course Rye was like, I'm going with. And then um, Hobbs is like, or Hobbs is telling like it's like Tej. Go get some cars. Make sure they're not not only are they unhackable, but uh, make sure they're fast. And then of course, Hobbs like I got the DSS that I'm like, and Tej is like, guys, I got this. Um, and but um, before that, I want to meet like the kind of like the like this like the moment between Brian and Dom. Like these two guys, like they're awesome. And you in here, Brian's telling Mia, yeah, it's definitely Letty. Said point blank. Like, like, pretty much saw her that, and he's like, she's alive. But and then Mia is like, looking the positive, she's still alive. So and and then of course the guy kind of like tell, kiss, kiss, give a kiss to Jack for me. Um, and then and that's when that's when uh, Mia, like, or not Mia, Brian and Dom are talking to each other about he looked, she looked right at me, Brian. Um, you don't turn your back on family. And I think that was the, that was the one line. But it was like the, his delivery of it. It's not meant to be funny. It's it's a legit one. After he takes the uh, the bullet out, I mean. Dom's a tough, tough guy. I mean, that's why him and Letty are definitely made together. They're Alpha and Mrs. Alpha. <laughs> oh, you're muted still. We're going to get into that part, though, too, to be honest with you. Yeah. Because we're going to go into their scars and stuff. Oh, yeah. They actually, go in, they actually do that, where they talk uh -huh. about their past lives and stuff like that. Uh -huh. uh, but then we wind up seeing Brian. He just, while they're, the crew is off doing their thing, Brian is, uh, finds out that there was actually another person that was linked to this, which was part of the fifth film. No, 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 that's later. Uh, that, no, that, that, yeah, sorry. Um, Brian, like Brian's looking for the bullet, 
the see who bought the bullet. Um, and that's why it was a very small pawn shop. Um, they don't find out it's Braga until, um, yeah, Brian doesn't find out until Bra it's Braga from the fourth one until Giselle, Roman, Han, and Riley confront the uh, the the our uh, the hydraulics guy, the guy with the uh, with the uh, the uh, the um the shooting harpoon gun. Oh yeah, okay, now I remember. That's yeah, yeah, I... yeah. It's because it, it, Giselle's the one that finds him because um he gets shot and he goes, "Stay with me, stay with me." Tell me who's who who's who's doing this, and I will get make sure Shaw gets. I'll get revenge on Shaw for you. And he and he's like telling him, telling her to take the phone out of his pocket, and he yells Braga, and then he dies. So and it, then it, right, then also too, we also deal with Tej at the auction. Yeah, yeah, with, I, think, yeah I I love that sequence. It's me too. Uh, basically, you have to win the Rock Johnson. There, he's just in his, uh, he's just in like normal everyday clothes. And then, of course, you have Tej there, and the butler just comes out of nowhere. Goes, sir, I think that you need to leave. This is not for you. And I'm just, are part, yeah. Are you part of the dinner service? No. Right. Are you part of the dinner service? He's like, no. Well, I don't think. I think you need to go to him and make yeah. your exit because there's no way that you can afford any of the cars here. And that's like fifty thousand. U.S. dollars, and they're they're looking down. I'm like, um, I did like the conversation too. It's like talking about like it's like oh, I like yeah, like the rocks like reading like oh, the guy can read the brochure. <laughs> the thing about cars, you got to customize them. And then the rocks like sounds like a marriage. Yeah, but but uh, but in the end, they don't take half your shit. <laughs> and that's when the butler shows up, and he goes functional. Like you have no honey, no that. And he's very pretentious, and no and swagger. Then, like, yeah. And there's swagger. So he leaves. We can finish with champagne. And Tej is like, that guy's got to get taught a lesson. He goes, The Rock's like, You're, you, you ain't thinking about stealing any of these cars, Parker. And then, and Tej is like, I got this. Um, what do you mean by got this? Well, we find out a little bit later after. Um, well, after, the, that after, whole sh after that shootout. Yeah, that was, about, great, about that was Braga. a great sequence. Um, but I just like the little banner between Han and Roman while like Giselle's like telling him, Oh, you guys are forgetting one thing. He's a man. And then Te Roman's like, he's a man. I'm kind of offended by that. And it's like, come on, man. She's doing, she's doing her jobs. Like, and Roman's like, oh, you love her and all that stuff. And like, and, and, and then Tej is running his mouth, like not Tej, uh, Roman's no. running his mouth to the point about, um, you gotta, you gotta like, you gotta have something big and to order to compensate that. And that's when like Han makes a kind of like a dick joke because is that why all your girlfriends wear bling? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. You know, I remember the movie theater at the time was just laughing their asses off at that one part, I mean, that one line, and it's such a great, great line how he delivers it. Though, to I be mean, honest, Han, with you. Han doesn't take no shit. Can no. he fight? He's working yes. on it. He can shoot, <laughs> but he can actually deliver those zeners. Uh, so then, then Riley and Giselle are talking to the guys like, "Oh, we want you to get information for us." Because we're being nice, and then and then Riley puts on this like this arm breaker. My friend here can give you a world of pain. You never like this. The way Giselle just delivers that line, it's just hysterical. Like she, that, and then of course the guy be known Shaw. He turns out his phone, turns his phone on, so he, so he knows where they're at. And then the guy, so he's talking, just just, just delaying it. And that's when Shaw's crew uh, with Letty, Ivory, and the Joe Talisman character. I forgot. Whose name is in the movie? I forgot, but all I know is he's Sub Zero. Anyway, um, they shoot the guy. He goes, "Sorry, girls," because 
he made a mistake. He talked. And you make a mistake, you pay for life. And that's going to come up later. But this whole action sequence was awesome. Yeah, I definitely love the action sequence within this uh, scene, though, to be honest with you. It was definitely one of those scenes that I can say that looks very realistic. Mm-hmm. Which is something that I really loved about it. What about yeah. you, though? What, what did you? I'm, what stood out for you, though? Just the whole sequence. Just like the uh, the shooting mechanic, like the shooting, like Riley. Like this is the first time you see Riley. Like she's shooting and then she's hiding. Like at this, it seems like this real, this this smoothed well. Well, that's and then that and then you see Han and um, Han and Roman are chasing after Sub Zero, and then and then that's when Giselle delivers that. So I'm sorry, I'm going to call him Sub Zero. That's that's what I know him for. Um, it's not a bad thing. It's actually a really good thing because right. he's, he's badass. Anyway, they're chasing him, and then that's when you have um, then you have Riley and Letty have the epic fight scene in the in the uh, the Metro subway. Um, but before I get to that, that's when um, when but Giselle being the kind person she is, she's like, hey, tell me who did this. And that's when Braga gets entrance. And that's when her face just drops. Like, oh, shit. Again, we're going full circle here. Tying everything together with Braga because we thought he was done. Nope. Um, and then, of course, she hears the motorcycle of Irie go off. And this is when I mentioned earlier her pinport accuracy. Pulls the gun easily, like, gets the guy an instant kill shot. Like, 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 nope, like, she's, that's why she's, like, and then the way she just cocks her gun ready to go, like, badass, like, I mean, like, that, that's it, and, like, just the way killing Irie in one shot, like, you just knows Dom's got a good person with weapons and utilities, like, yeah, I mean, that, 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 that shot was just, 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 this pinpoint accuracy by her, it's just, it was just awesome. Most definitely, and then, after all that happens, we wind up getting back over to where, about Tej, and everything too. Basically, what what winds up happening is he bought all those cars at the auction. Yes. And then not only did he get that, but he also got the butler that was there, and he's like, "Watch this." Embarrassed him. Right. He's like, he looks at the rug. He goes, "Watch this." He goes, "Yeah, my friend here, he wants that shirt." He goes, "I don't. Nice. No, no offense, sir. I don't think that's gonna fit him." He goes, no, "No, no, he wants it." Oh, the rock's like, "He'll fit." He'll fit. <laughs> It'll be, it'll be, it'll be pants too. And then the rocks came in on it too. Like pants too. Oh, I like that watch. Um, um, but after he buys the cars, like I, um, the, like I wanted to cover the fight sequence between Lena, Letty and Gina Corona. This was an awesome fight sequence. It was like, I love the fight sequence with that. Yeah. Like you had Dom and the rock in the first one or in fast five. Now you're getting, now it's Letty's time to kick some ass. And, that was a great fight scene. It was legit. And the, again, the musical score in the background was heightening the sequence of the fight. Even during Corona was getting her in her, getting Letty in her famous like arm bar that she does. And in, in she did in the UFC, but that was a legit fight. That was awesome. And it shows Letty is a badass, And that's why they keep giving her all these, like these single one-on-one or one-on-three fight sequences. Cause she can hold her own. And and then when and then once Letty got her like the handcuffs on and she was using those as a weapon. I mean, the fight choreography yeah. is awesome in this. I like the action sequence between her and Letty, to be honest with you. And this is my first introduction into Gina Car- Carrado's acting career and everything too. And you know, I definitely love the stunt work with this. The fight choreography is just spot on. And then, you know, when Letty does the sweet kick and then when she tries to go ahead and kick her in the chin to make her fall and then trying to think of different strategies to actually yeah. hurt her 
Gina comes back with something else and just lays into her. And it's just yeah. an awesome scene altogether. Yeah. And like you mentioned, though, whenever it comes down to Justin Lin, he gives these women a chance to actually have a spotlight on them to where it focuses on in on the fight, but it's a fight yeah. for a purpose and not just for a fight for the sake of being a fight. Yeah. And everything, which is something I, I appreciate. Yeah. And then the other fight that happened was uh, Joe Talisman's or Sub Zero taking on like him, him, like Han and Roman finally caught up to him after Sub Zero like completely beat up a bunch of cops. Then it was Han and um, Han and Roman. The two of them were like hitting each like like slapping. He's like, "You go first. Or after they're getting their ass kicked, they're like, "You go. No, you go." So they're they're both trying to figure out who's gonna go and and then when like. That that was uh, that was just the main handling. Like Sub Zero took those two of those guys out. And that's why I think the two of them need to prove their fighting skills a little bit. But then again, you're dealing with an international action star. And the scene when run um, when Han's being held up and Roman's like he not sucker punches Han by accident. I thought that sequence was in in, the, in that serious fight sequence. It was kind of funny. He's like just a, just that whoops, I sucker punched Han. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was, and of course, Sub Zero wins that fight. And he goes, "No one needs to know about this." After Roman gets kicked through a bunch of glass, <laughs> that was that, to be honest with you, I definitely love that that fight sequence with Roman and everything, and then him getting knocked through glass. That was good. Um, and then after everything calms down and settles down, it goes right back over to where we once again have them talking, and they wind up finding out that. You know, we wind up seeing that Brava is actually Braga, Bra yeah. Braga is actually the one that um but is behind everything. Yeah. And everybody's so, and then and then Dom and Brian's faces just drop. We got something big, Braga. And then Brian's like, What are you talking about? And and then it's like and then Roman's like, Of course, who's Braga? Um yeah, uh, Dom and I, uh, uh, Brian and I had a run in with him and just I was like my my, my former boss. Um <laughs> and he goes, How do you guys know all this? He's sitting. He's sitting. A, a Braga's in prison in Los Angeles, and, and he's like, and he's like, how do you know that? And Dom's like, Brian put him there, um, and that's what leads. Like Brian's like, all right, this is the lead we need. I'm gonna go in and pay him a visit, and everybody's like, Brian, you're wanted. You ain't getting back, and like, and then Brian's like, let me handle that, and then, um, and he's telling Dom, Dom, this is on me. Let me make it right, and Dom's like, be careful. Um, and then, of course, this is where uh, Brian winds up uh, being courted in with uh, FBI and then the other FBI agent that used to be his Spaziak. partner. Yeah, Spaziak, who's actually a douchebag in the other film. Uh, and everything is escorting him. Yeah, he's escorting him into the prison. And he's also telling him, hey, look, Brian, you're only up to 24 hours. And they're also being held in the penitentiary part of the uh, prison. And you actually have to figure out a way to get there. So all of a sudden, he decides to go on ahead and break his nose again. They He's get into a scruffle and a break kid? his nose. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. It definitely was. I Here's the thing. Now they have seemed like a mutual respect for each other in a sense. But before, they just really couldn't stand each other. They were always clashing. Yeah. But so now he has 24 hours. Otherwise, he's going to be still in the prison and everything. And they're going to ID him. And everything with his fingerprints because they also they also uh, re fingerprint him and all that stuff, but it's yeah. actually a bogus ID. Yeah. So now he's up to twenty four hours to do that. And so as he's laying there, you hear the doors open, yeah. And it's actually Braga and his men. He goes, "Hey Brian," he goes, "How does it feel to be on the other side of the door?" 
because don't worry, we're gonna keep you company. You think yes, that you're those lines? Yeah, I'm um, just I'm going for yeah. verbatim. You know, yeah. I'm not quoting. Yeah, that's all right. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I, I got what you're meant. Um, he's like then, Rio, so, de, Rio de Janeiro. Man, right. Brian, you seem to have a lot of fun being on the other side of the water poster. And Brian's like, like, what? You guys didn't you didn't think these guys were gonna remember you? Um, and then and that's when you get to see the flashback of how Liddy survived. And he goes, well, especially, so, oh, yeah, the, the, the FBI, CIA, they're all under my books, and, sh and they're working with Shaw as well. So especially when they find out, and an, a, a, there's a, there's a, like, a, a, there's a undercover cop or undercover, a, a undercover person that's in my crew, and, and then, and he shows the sequence, the hesitation by uh, Phoenix to shoot her while that, or, and he shoots the car. And then, and then, and then Brian's like, she survived. And that's when you see, that's when you hear Braga go, man, that's one tough bitch. And that's, that's exactly what he is. And he's like, and the thing is, like, Shaw went to go finish the job. And he, and he was a perfect girl, no memory. She lost, she had no memory. Right. And that's when he finds out finding out that Lady got taken in whenever she had amnesia and everything. Yeah. And that's all she knows, she knows now is Shaw and around yeah. that crew and so of course brian has to fight his way out of prison and everything with braga he winds up getting out in time then of course yeah. douchebag agent that he didn't like in the last film uh as well i assume that he escorts him back or whatever but next but thing he, you know, yeah, yeah, he, yeah he brings him the back next, like but the one line i did like before they get in the car and then brian and then like stasi saying that brian's like well, Stasiak, the, the saying is you got to put on the big boy panties and then like swim over the deep water if you want the big, the big paying jobs. And like you're an asshole, man. It's like I really did miss you, man. But yeah, no, Stasiak drives him back to the uh, the airplane. But this is after um, like this is like this is after um, like yeah, th this event that ha like driving him back happened after uh the uh dom like not dom hobbs and riley they went up to the cctv prayer and they find out that all the cameras have been down and that's when he gives them like the uh the, the big the big brute like a really really very hard handshake where it almost breaks his hand he's like well well th like it was like well can you show captain america here our tv we are under maintenance and he's like, oh, isn't that God, uh, gosh darn uh, coincidence? Good convenient, yeah. Convenient. And then and he, he's shaking his hands so hard. And then he's like, well, um, it'd be kind of ridiculous if, if one of you guys was actually working with Shaw and that. And I'm like, yeah, that's just ridiculous. And he goes, well, maybe you need to cut back on any maintenance and give us a live feed. And then and he's like, well, thank you for your time. And he lets go. And the guy's like grasping his hand. Like it, it definitely was broken. <laughs> The rock broke his hand. <laughs> and also, too, this is where we've realized, too, that somebody inside the security room is actually working for Shaw. Yeah. And everything. And next thing you know it, you have the security footage in their uh, hideout and everything. Yeah. So now they're able to see everything that the security cameras are seeing and where they yeah. can actually locate Shaw if they needed to locate Shaw. Yeah. And then also, too, if they want to locate Letty. Yeah. But then this um, is also where this is the part that I really like is the part where now we're dealing where dealing the part where Dominic is actually going to be trying to chase Letty and yeah. everything in a, Before and I, that, I want to lead in what leads up to that. Um, okay. they, they, they're there. It's the kind of the funny sequence while they're in the, the hideout there. Dom's tuning up the car and Han tells him about a street race. Cause that's where Letty's going the street race. And then that's when Roman was dealing with the, the, uh, the harpoon gun and almost takes Dom's head off. <laughs> 
well, it's yeah. the other and the reason I brought that up is because in it, like I think I I, I don't know if it's in the the the, the original version. I watched oh, you the watched the one. I watched, I mean, the, I watched the theatrical. It's it's not much. All all Dom mentions is an orange car, an orange SS kind of a car, which is the same kind of car uh, Han drove in Tokyo Drift. So that that orangey black kind of thing that like uh, Han's car, like Han's like yeah, it's a pretty cool car. Like he mentions it that it's just like this the subtle line about the orange car. I had to mention that because it's kind of a reference to Tokyo Drift. So this whole movie, Han kept mentioning Tokyo, Tokyo, Tokyo. The orange car, Tokyo, all that kinds of stuff, and that's when, um, that's when Roman shoots the uh, the harpoon, and they just all look at him, and you see Giselle walk over, like, "What the hell?" <laughs> and then also too, you see uh, Tej and Roman going like this, pointing to each other. Yeah, after and, and Tej just telling him like, "Don't play with that." I'm like, "Dude, man, that's as big as your forehead or whatever." They just made the funny yeah. reference, but that leads Dom to. Like, well, um, go to the street race, and Letty's there because, like, Shaw has a moment with her after, um, Letty tells, uh, um, Shaw, Ivory's gone, he's dead. And then, and then Shaw's like, Ivory made a mistake. If you make a mistake, you pay for life. And that's like, and that's when Letty's like, kind of like, kind of seen through the bullshit. It's like, well, it's a great eulogy, Shaw. Shaw, you're gonna say that when all of us go out. And that's when, and then that's when, with Shaw's having that moment, like, I'm kind of like, Shaw's trying to hit on Letty, and Letty's like, I'm going to go get some air. And that's what leads to her to the street race. Right. And I like this scene, though, to be honest with you. It sets the tone for the different types of races that they do in England. Yeah. And that's something that I really enjoyed yeah. was the fact that we get a different type of racing style than what we're not normally used to in the U.S. So that's yeah. something that I really liked. I mean, I and that's also that why, Right. I and that's also why I like Tokyo Drift with the drifting, because we also got a different type of playing field with that but with this we get a little bit more of a different playing field whenever you look at this and then you know um letty goes well i hope that you can keep up pretty much and stuff like that but ride or you know, die right ride or die he turn he also uh returns the cross that he g gave her and everything too after uh but of course that's yeah. after he winds up winning the race because oh you always had your foot on the brake sometimes it just yeah that's just for people so the way they can slow down so that way i can actually win yeah um, or, um yeah, yeah it was yeah, about that but that race was cool it just shows how yeah. how good dom is at driving like dom's he very rarely loses the only time he loses is if he lets you win and Dom driving that car backwards, and then Letty's like, "This guy's crazy." But it's like, "Yeah, it's because it's Dom. Dom knows how to drive a car." <laughs> like, well, this, yeah. Another thing I liked about that race car, that racing sequence, was I'm going into that and then spinning uh, around yeah. where you see the uh, not the trolley, but the other uh, the bus yeah. that they have. And going around that and then speeding off into another little small alley and then them yeah. hydroplaning and jumping over stuff. This was a lot of fun. This was probably the funnest one that I've that I've been on with this whole entire movie, though, to be honest with you. This mm -hmm. was a fun stunt, the fun racing scene. And then finally, Letty uh, winds up losing the race, of course. And then that's when he, Dom starts talking to her. He goes, yeah, let's talk about scars. And he starts explaining what each scar means and stuff like yeah. that. Because just because you know a lot about me doesn't mean that you actually know me. And he goes, "Trust me, I know more than you think you know." 
I know everything about you. I know everything about you. Yeah. And so once he winds up breaking everything down and he talks about his past, about how this one person was showing off and he said that you could have lost an arm, but you didn't. You were lucky that day. He goes, and let me guess, you were the one that uh, saved me. Thank no, you. I was the kid that was showing off. Yeah. <laughs> um, and of course, it, w it wouldn't be like sort of Letty Lee's and Shaw's suddenly there because of course, and that's when you had the uh, the big kind of like the big kind of like battling of words and Dom's not buying any of his bullshit. He talks about my brother, um, so it kind of like they kept referencing Shaw kept referencing his big brother um, or it, that like the whole movie. So you kind of had a feeling that they're they're kind of going towards that next. Um, they kept mentioning my brother is like, oh man, you you need to always have a set of rules. And he goes that, and like my I, I and that's when Dom mentions family again, um, um, and and of course it's like, well, that's the way we got to go out. And like and then like Shaw's like, man, like so he's got his guy with a sniper like at him at Dom, and Dom's like, that's the way we got to go out. And then he's talking about you working with the big big two government hack, and then of course they see uh, Hobbs is there. He's like, come on, you son of a bitch. And you see them, and then, then that has the funny line between Hobbs and Toretto. He goes, "You're if, like you're you're lucky I put that tracker in your car, Toretto." And Toretto's like, "This tracker," and the two of them kind of laugh at each other. That's kind of you know the two of them are kind of like not biting the heads anymore. They're kind of kind of becoming like allies and potentially friends, which I really like that. He's like, "Well, Toretto, I'm closer to that. I hope you're closer to where you're at." So. I thought that was a really cool scene between the two of them. So, uh, so let's see here. Um, now we're getting back to um, like Brian. Um, like I think like um, like Shaw. Like Shaw. Like they find um, Hobbs and Riley find Shaw's base, and they show up. It's empty, and Riley's like, "Oh, they're gone." And Hobbs is like, "No." There's always something, and of course, how how at good attention to detail Hobbs is. So they find something, and that's what leads to him calling Tej. And then the 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 name that Tej had on his phone was Samoan Thor. I thought that was hysterical. <laughs> and uh, then after that, we wind up finding out though too that uh, there's going to be they wind up boarding and moving. Um, basically, what winds up happening is they wind up arresting Shaw. Not Shaw. Um, not yet. It's uh, they they um they arrest the white guy, the guy that kind of looked pale, um because uh, Shaw wanted them. That's to, right. Yeah, yeah. They, right, they, right, right, right. He was just yeah, a decoy, yeah. pretty much. Decoy, that they were yeah. using. And so, anyways, they, that's whenever they wind up going over to um, Spain, over to Spain and everything, and then they wind up tracking the pale guy, and then of course that's when Shaw shows up. Yeah, and he um, goes all this time. Go on ahead. No, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, go on ahead. Go. Okay. Um. So before they get to that, going to Spain, they uh Brian shows back up. So Brian's back with them. They tra they're traveling to Spain, and that's when Brian's like, they found the guy on purpose. That means Shaw wants them there. So that's why they're like, so Shaw's crew is trying to take this convoy, which the Rock thought they're going to take the base. So that's like, so Shaw's trying to take this like to take the compound which has the chip. And that leads to this next sequence. Go ahead. All right. So, and then what winds up happening is this. So Shaw winds up going in there. He goes, there's only one little thing. Whenever I, uh, there's only one little thing I want to mention here. And he said, 
you've been playing into my game all this time. You didn't even know that you were being played until mm -hmm. now. And so he winds up taking uh, Gina Carrado away from them because now she works for him. Now yeah. you realize how they how she got the how they got the files on the other crew. Yeah. You also know how that they've been one step ahead of them, them the whole entire time, and that whole entire plot twist was really good. Yeah. Um. But I want to get to the the action sequence, how she gets caught. That's the sequence with the tank. That's the uh, that's the sequence where they're driving the tank. That's a that was a great sequence. Yeah, that that was a great sequence. To yeah. be honest with you. Yeah. And, um, that, oh yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, go on ahead. Um, because that's what leads to Dom saving Letty with the whole um, uh, like they sent Letty up to take the anchor out of the car, which um, they almost ran over Tej, um, not Tej Roman, and that's where you see Letty have to go up in the car. They turn the tank. Dom crashes his car, and that's where the kind of the CGI where he saves Letty like Superman style. Um, that that's what kind of sets that part up too. Um, but we can move on. You want to move on, so we'll do that. No, I don't. I don't want to move on no. or anything. I, no. or anything like that. Um, basically, that's everything that I don't know. Uh, keep on going. Um. So after that big action sequence, which was really cool about the stunts and stuff. Um, as John mentioned earlier, Riley was the bad girl. Like she was the one that was the inside job that worked with that. And they captured uh, um, Shaw was like, I hit your family. So he captured Mia. So Mia's captured. And they pretty much like said, like, you need to let us go or I'm killing Mia. And they say, no. Um, so they, so they let, they let, uh, Shaw and his crew leave while, and then while Toretto and them chase them and this, this leads to the big final battle sequence. Right. But also to the tank, I know that we didn't capture the tank scene that the way that we wanted to. So let's just go back for that for a minute. Um, I liked how they actually had to use, uh, Roman's car as an anchor to go yeah. ahead and try and save uh, to basically slow the tank down. And then also yeah. too, you have that huge entire, that whole entire action sequence though, too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. It was a great action sequence. It's like, just shows Dom's like, we'll stick to the plan and, and like how Roman barely survived a tank shot because he was so close and Roman backs up on purpose and he gets in and out of the tanks. Eating his, like, he's pretty much destroying his car, which I thought that was sequence. There's a tank on my ass. And yeah, and then after that, what winds up happening is this. You see the aftermath of the tank actually rolling over Roman's car if he would have actually been in it. Yeah. And then I like how Toretto turns around and says to Brian, because Brian is right, right behind him, goes, let's use that as an anchor. So he goes yeah. on ahead, bangs into the car, and of course, it's also, um, isn't it hooked up to something, though, too? I forgot. It's hooked up to the uh, the rim of the tank. Yeah, it's hooked up to the rim of the tank and everything. And then that's when we, they decided to use it as an anchor. Then, of course, they get ready to go ahead. And uh, that's whenever the tank is getting ready to flip. But then before that, Letty winds up jumping. Like you said before, she winds up jumping off, off the tank. Dominic yeah. goes on ahead. Superman saves her. Yes. Yeah. Lands everything. on a car. Lands on a car. Acts like nothing even happened. Yeah. And then, uh, then after that, it goes in the next scene. Yeah, and it goes in that scene we just discussed uh, how like Riley was in on it, 
And the, uh, Hobbs is like, let, like letting Shaw and them go. And he goes, Amnesty and Pardon go out the window. And then Dom's like, they they weren't the they weren't the words when we were born. Um, some some weird phrasing. Um, so of course you know Dom and his team were gonna go after them, especially when when Riley turns evil and the Rock is like taken aback by it. And he's like, damn, I can't pick partners. <laughs> <laughs> and then of course uh, we get this whole entire scene now where basically the Rock is just explaining to them, look, if we go at because here's the thing, they arrest Shaw and everything, and now. They have to release Shaw because of the fact that they're having Mia held hostage. Yeah. And that's just mind-blowing to me to have that kind of leverage, to have that kind of thing over them. And then the look on Dom's face, he's just pissed off. Yeah. And I like how Dwayne is just looking at Dominic. He go and Hobbs is just looking at him and goes, I'm just letting you know if we let him go now. And everything, there's no parting. There's nothing. You guys are going to be fugitives. Uncuff him. And also, too, this is also where he really pisses him off even more, where Luke Evans's character, Shaw, pisses him off because of the fact he goes, I know how much you care. your whole entire motto is family. Mm-hmm. Everything. That's what makes you predictable. Yeah. So what we're going to do is um, you're going to let me go and you're not going to fall behind me. And if you do, I'm going to kill Mia. And that was like the biggest mistake. All of a sudden Dominic just turns into like OP Dominic overpowered Dominic yeah, <laughs> and everything. And it was funny that like that, how they think they're going to like from the air, they're going to worry about Teresa. So we don't need her anymore. And then Tej is already on the, uh, the computer to stop the, uh, to turn off the cell tower signal. So they can't get one. Um, because you knew Dom's team was going to go there, and Letty's like, I'm coming with you. So you kind of know Letty's kind of turning the corner. Like, she's she's always – because they the cops tried to arrest her, and she goes, no, not her. She was always been one of us. Um, And then that leads to the big sequence of the plane, which I thought was a really, really cool sequence. I love, now, here's the thing. Everybody always jokes around about how long that ear strip is and stuff like that. To me, that sequence alone didn't even take me out of the film or anything like that. It reminds me of, a, of the 90s kind of action sequences that we normally mm-hmm. get in movies, to be honest with you. And I liked how Roman goes, "What? they can't go anywhere. There's nowhere that they can go. All of a sudden, this jumbo-sized, military-based airplane comes over them. And then Tesh goes, did you have to really open your big-ass mouth? Did you really have to do that? And so then you see this giant jet come down. And then, the, of course, the cargo air bay is actually opened. Yeah. And then that's when they go in. Uh, that's whenever you see Luke Evans's character, Shaw, go into the cargo area. And then next thing you know, it's a race to, for the next person to go in. Yeah. And everything. And then, of course, you wind up seeing the... I love the camera angles, to be honest with you. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I did too. Um, I like the camera angles because it gives you a shot of each individual team member doing what they're supposed to be doing on this mission and everything. It's not like a one-shot kind of feel to it. It Mm -hmm. actually feels... You feel the energy from the crew and what they're trying to do and they're trying to accomplish here. Yeah. Um. And I love the fight sequence in the in the plane too, because you knew Toretto and them were gonna they're gonna show up right before they did something to Mia. And then you see Brian trying to take on Luke Evans and the like joint uh, on uh, Dom taking on the big the big brute. And then of course Letty taking on uh, Riley again. Like you just knew that she was ready for round two. 
Um, and then, and then it shows the sequence where Brian finally took out the, the blonde lookalike by tricking her by driving the car over backwards while she just she crashed. And that, that was that was that was really satisfying seeing Brian take her out for revenge. Exactly. And that, that part was actually satisfying. And then, of course, then we see Brian going back into the cargo area, trying to go back into the uh, race for the cargo area and everything, mm -hmm. too. And then as that's going on, you see another scene basically where you see Gal Gadot's character. You also mm -hmm. see Han trying to uh, slow the airplane, trying to get into the engine, trying to shoot the harpoon into the engine. Yeah. And then why is that missing? Mm -hmm. And next thing you know, that, that uh, Jeep and everything is actually being carried by the plane, slowing the plane down a little bit, causing extra weight onto the plane. And they're on the air. Right, and they're also in the air bouncing up and down because it's yeah. actually in the point of takeoff, but actually yeah. not in the point of takeoff yeah. at the same time. Yeah. So it's actually just bouncing up and down. Yeah, and like, and then of course the 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 palest dude, the, the the pale assassin or the guy at the sniper take Giselle out, and Giselle is fighting, and then she slips. Han holds on to her, and Han's like, "I got you." But Giselle sees the pale guy coming from behind, and that's when she takes out her gun shoots him and then she's gone and that's that's what leads han to go into pissed off mode i'm gonna throw you into an engine mode <laughs> right he just lifts him up and shoves He's him into pissed. The, yes piss and here's my speculation though okay shot's alive and everything in fa fast seven he's in a coma and he got thrown 10 times harder harder than what gazelle did now isn't there i we always go against logic whenever it goes down to the best of the furious movies. But for some reason, in the back of my mind is this, she has to be in a coma, something she, to me, if Luke Evans's character's in a coma, wouldn't that also make sense for Gazelle to be in a coma too? I don't know. I think she was more in the air than he was. Cause I think the, uh, the ramp was down. They weren't in the air. Um, and like, I think cause the engines like mm. crashed, say so the, the engines had crashed. So the plane's definitely on the ground and he got flown out like that. I think, I don't know. I think that maybe the physics wise, he was, he's in a coma maybe because he got hit hard. Then again, he wasn't really that high up because Giselle, mm. she fell backwards okay. from high up. So, and I think that head me i don't know we didn't see a body we just saw a lot of darkness they were higher up than um than they than uh than uh that was but then again that the, the whole story i mean the reason why justin lynn got back because i think a lot of stuff was wonky with the eighth one right. of how how like shaw's brother then we don't know the time frame of how long uh furious seven was like maybe two years but in terms of the storyline i don't know how many years so right i don't know it was all it's i mean it's an interesting theory I don't know. I mean, I don't think right. we're going to see Giselle. I right. see. I say we see Shaw before we see Giselle, but... True. Uh, so, another thing, though, too, is I love the action sequences when you look at the fight scenes with mm -hmm. uh, the big Russian dude and Luke Evans, and then also Brian is trying to fight Luke and everything, too. Yeah. He's actually the same body size and everything else as Luke, but he just can't take him down. He's, he's doing the martial yeah. arts thing He's and yeah. stuff like that. 
And then we wind up seeing this other thing play out basically where you have the rock now going after the big Russian guy. And then Dominic's having a time with him too. So Dominic goes on ahead, lifts him up by his, by his legs. Then all of a sudden you see the rock do a Superman punch. Yeah. Clothesline punch, whatever. Yeah. Knocks him on the ground. Which was great to be honest yeah. with you. Because Dominic does it too, but yeah. the way the rock actually delivers that punch is just, yeah. you know, just awesome to be honest with yeah. you. It was a clothesline. It was really cool. It was a tag team moment. It's like it's like it's like a wrestling style match. But it was just more but instead of your instead of like for the win, it's for your lives. And it's just the Dom and Dom and the Dom and Hobbs. They're really good. Brian and Dom, like Brian and Dom are like the greatest team. But Hobbs and Dom are really going too. So the two of them, they can fight with, they can they can team up and take out anybody really. And I thought that was a cool sequence. But I did like the one liner when um when uh, when Riley thinks she has the upper hand on uh, Letty, and and then like and then Letty pulls open the uh the door, and then Hobbs Hobbs chucks over a uh the harpoon gun to Letty, and what he's like wrong team bitch, and this just shoots her out the window. I thought that was hysterical, and to see her scream. That was a nice, like, like the Hobbs moment. Like, hey, Letty's on the right team. You weren't. You're going to get shot. <laughs> exactly. And then after that winds up happening, we wind up uh, – don't they wind up back at the barbecue and everything else too after that? Or Yeah, after Dom survives this epic explosion. Yeah, he actually comes out through the front of the plane. Yeah. Well, first in the car, and then all of a sudden you think he's about to get away like in every action movie. Yeah. And then at that time, His that's when the plane actually explodes causing uh, the car to ricochet mm-hmm. and hydroplane and then it flips. And then you're wondering if Dominic even survived it. Then all of a sudden you see out of the shadows going through out of the flames. There's Dominic Toretto yeah. coming out. Must survive. <laughs> right. And then you could see Han. He's like, is there anything for me back there? Is Giselle alive? Like, and then, like, and you see Mia's like, "Where's Giselle? Where's Giselle?" And she's gone. And Han's really like, I mean, you feel for Han because it's like he found somebody that like, that he liked and he cared for, and they were finally going to set it on and go to Tokyo. You've all we've always been talking about Tokyo, so let, let's go to Tokyo. And that's when Han's like, "We'll, we'll settle in Tokyo." Um, and then, of course, the like Dom comes with the chip. Um, he goes, so this is worth a lot of money. He's like, and then Dom's like thirteen twenty seven, and Hobbs is like, looking at him, and that's when they have the barbecue, and that's when Han's like, yeah, I got to do it. I, I mean, I got to go back to Tokyo. And then, of course, Roman winds up grabbing the first thing he sees, which is one of those, yes. uh, one of the chips, uh, tortilla chips. He goes, mm, these are so good. And then he, all of a sudden, you see Brian. He goes, hey, he's got to say grace. Yeah. Next thing it. Then after that, you wind up hearing him pray to the car gods and everything, just like Jesse did in the very first movie. Yeah. And then that's actually the end of the film, supposedly, but there's a post-credit scene. But we already yeah. touched on that. But this film is very fun, very entertaining. I definitely love the stunts. The fight choreographies were really good. Um, yeah, Fast Six is definitely a good time. It's right up there with me for Fast Five is one of my favorites. It's right up there, I think. My what my, my rating is an eight point nine. I gave in Fast Five a nine out of ten, so it's right up there. Mm-hmm. It's the, it's a really good movie. It's entertaining. It's got great action sequences. It's got funny moments. It's it's definitely up there with one of the bests. 
I think I, I would also have Furious 7 up there and one of the best too, because Furious 7, for what it did and all the challenges it had to do, it definitely delivered. Um, but yeah, so it's like, the, like, and then that one isn't by Justin Lin, but, um, but I, I like, and this supposedly was Justin Lin's last one until he did Fast 9, but, um, yeah, it was a great setup and it was a great way to tie everything together. It's an entertaining movie. And then, uh, Let's see here. Another thing too is I think I remember going to see Fast Five, and I remember giving that like a five out of five mm-hmm. because of the save, because of the action sequences, the choreography, the plot lines were really good for me. It was a lot, a lot of fun, a lot of entertaining stuff. Fast Six, I want to say I maybe gave it like a four point eight, maybe a four point five yeah. at the time, but I'm not going to give it a rating now or anything like that. I'm just enjoying it for what it is. Because yeah. of the time that has passed and stuff. So it is definitely a good time. If you haven't seen Furious 6, you can definitely go on ahead, check this out for yourself and everything, and just have just turn your brain off for two and a half hours and enjoy a movie that don't even make any sense. So mm-hmm. <laughs> uh so, anyways, guys, so Sunday, eight o'clock central time, nine o'clock eastern, six o'clock Pacific time, Sunday night, we are gonna be reviewing Space Jam 2 Legacy. So we're gonna be reviewing that on Sunday. Monday, I might have some stuff planned out. We just have to wait and see because um, Tuesday, I actually have ACS Universe coming on and we're actually doing a Reminiscing with John episode. This is going to be a new segment that I'm doing once a month with some friends, some of my high school friends, maybe some friends that I met and everything through the podcast community. So basically what we're doing is we're reminiscing about stuff that we grew up on, certain cereals that we might have ate back when we were kids, talking about animation, different animated shows, just a fun, uh, small talk, kind of chill, relaxed show. So check that out at the same time at 8 o'clock Central Time, uh, 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Pacific Time. And then we have another one coming up on Thursday, which is going to be our Fair Street review. And a matter of fact, matter of fact, um, it's going to be part of the first, I'm actually going to have somebody else that's going to be with me. It's going to be Tamara from two blur girls and also two, uh, from fair street book club, who's actually a part of Instagram. So they're going to be on, we're going to be doing a review on all three of those films. So go ahead, check that out at the same time, eight o'clock central time, nine o'clock Eastern six o'clock Pacific time. And that's everything that you guys need to know about that. If you guys want to go on ahead and sus- go on ahead, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, hit that share button. Also, too, if you guys want to donate to the page, how do you do that? Donate us maybe five to ten dollars here just to keep the lights on here at Movie Lovers Unite. Just go on ahead, go to movie Lo- uh, go to gofundme.com forward slash movie lovers podcast. Of course, if you want an audio only episode of this show and many things that we do here at Movie Lovers Unite, just go on ahead and get that where you guys get your podcast from. And for all your intimate needs and wants, just go to movieloversunite.com. And then if you want to follow me on Facebook, follow me at Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite over there underneath the same brand name on Instagram and on Pinterest as well. And then, of course, you guys can go on ahead, follow me on Twitter as well at Movie Lovers Unit. And also to Movie Lovers Unit on Stereo. We do some episodes from time to time on Stereo. And then, of course, if you're a sponsor and would love to get in touch with us, just go on ahead and email us at movieloversunite.com at gmail.com so with further ado guys thank you again for joining us i can't wait to do this again and bye-bye 
Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. This is your host, as always, from Movie Lovers Unite, John DeGorio, and I just want to sit, talk about something real quick, and that is Audible. What is Audible? I'm so glad that you guys asked. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audio books, ranging from bestsellers like Anne Rice, Stephen King, the list just goes on. Their whole entire catalog, when it comes down to audiobooks, is just fantastic. If you're on on the road and everything and you want an audiobook and you want to download it fast, go ahead, go to Audible. You're not going to regret it. They actually have a trial right now that you guys can actually jump on. You can actually go on ahead, go to the link, and it'll bring you up to that trial. And a matter of fact, every month, members actually get one credit to pick any title plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection and access to daily news digests from the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and the Washington Post, as well as guided meditation programs. Another thing too, guys, that's not all they have. They also have, they also have, finish, if you actually want to go ahead and do some things to actually better yourself for 2021, they have stuff for that too, like finishing more books or becoming a better parent, leader, or a person. How-to books, which is something that everybody seems to grab onto a lot lately and everything else. So if you guys are actually looking for something to maybe better yourself for 2021, go on ahead, check out those books as well. They have a big catalog. You guys won't regret it. Go ahead, click on the link below in the description notes. Go on ahead. You guys won't regret it. Sign up for that trial period. And always, until next time, stay safe, guys, and enjoy the show. And God bless.